Hello, sweet listeners. You just tuned in to the NetSuite podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Fisher, and on this episode, we're diving into the Suite Cloud platform updates rolling out in NetSuite 2020 Release 2. Joining us is Eric Klein, NetSuite's Principal Outbound Product Manager for the Suite Cloud platform. Klein gives us a brief overview of the platform, how and why NetSuite customers use it. He then dives into the major product themes driving investments in the platform space for 2020 Release 2, including creating delightful admin-focused experiences for managing and customizing NetSuite accounts, providing developers with the solutions they need to accelerate productivity and agility at every phase of the software development lifecycle, and finally, internationalization. Klein also reveals what 2020 Release 2 has in store for the Suite Cloud Development Framework, or SDF, developer tools, integration technology, APIs, and records. Tune in for all of this and more coming up next. You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. Hi, Eric. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the NetSuite podcast. Hi, Kendall. Thanks for having me. So I want to start with a little refresher on the Suite Cloud platform. We've talked about this before on a podcast before with Elham, but let's dive into it here for anybody who's a new listener who might not know much about it. What is the Suite Cloud platform? Why do our customers need it? And what kinds of things is it used for? Well, sure. So as we often say in my team, really no two businesses are exactly alike, even if they exist within the same vertical or micro vertical industry. So while our product line delivers an incredible set of ERP, commerce, and HCM capabilities out of the box, and does really support a wide array of suite apps that help power these businesses, let's face it, every customer does things just a little bit differently. And that's why this informs our tagline, which is one suite, any business. We're about providing a broad range of technologies to adapt NetSuite and finally tailor those core capabilities within our product that helps meet our customers or helps our customers meet really their exacting needs, which in often cases are really granular in nature. And and then when you think about it, there's really so many different ways that data gets organized and managed inside of NetSuite, which is why these technologies are really designed and optimized to help our customers extend NetSuite and implement these changes to the data model by doing things like creating custom records and fields, menu navigation, and even things like custom actions. And you know, this holds true for business processes as well. And that's why we've built a visual workflow automation tool set that provides customers with no code point and click process workflows, and they can even take advantage of suite script code-based techniques for refining and automating common business tasks. Got it. Interesting. And and who typically uses these products? I take it there's a fairly wide audience involved here? Absolutely. There's a, a very wide audience. Uh, so I'll break it down into a couple different categories. First, our community of software developers use suite cloud technologies like SuiteScript and the Software Development Framework, or SDF. So a big part of our audience is comprised of folks in technical roles 
that work with JavaScript code inside of an IDE, or IDE stands for Integrated Development Environment. And a lot of our bandwidth within Suite Cloud is dedicated to this area. But equally vital to our success involves really serving another major constituency or user category, which is made up of individuals and teams who manage or administer NetSuite. You see, administrators, they're, they're absolutely key to the ongoing success of really all NetSuite deployments and their ongoing operations. So within the Suite Cloud team, we really focus on deepening our understanding of administrator needs and responding by delivering solutions that help them to become increasingly productive. And we're also, by the way, conducting a significant amount of user research in this area, and that helps to inform the various features and investments that go into our product roadmap in, in support of, of the administrator as well as the developer. You know, I'm glad you brought up user research because I know many of the requirements that drive our product updates come directly from customers themselves. Lisa Shores on our overview of our NetSuite updates always likes to talk about this. So I actually want to talk about NetSuite 2020 release two and the latest release of Suite Cloud features. What are some of the major product themes driving our investments in the platform space? Right, well, you know, as I just touched on, Sweet Cloud is not just for developers, but to a very large extent, we want to help our administrators work more efficiently and effectively in their day-to-day -day jobs. So as such, we have a core theme around what we, we call creating delightful administrator-focused experiences for managing and customizing their NetSuite accounts while being able to take advantage of these capabilities uh, almost regardless of their skill set. So our admins and developers really come from a wide variety of backgrounds. And so we try to, you know, not too narrowly focus our deliverables on a specific, say, advanced skill sets. But folks across the different spectrum of experience levels can generally take advantage of, of the solutions that we provide. Now, because developers also comprise our core audience, we're committed to providing them with the solutions they need to accelerate productivity and agility at really every phase of the software development lifecycle. And certainly this includes the DevOps phases, such as application deployment and provisioning. And another theme that's driving our strategy is internationalization. Since really think about it, a lot of our customers run global businesses and depend on being able to customize their ERP and commerce investments so that they feel and function entirely local regardless of the countries they operate in. And this area really touches on pretty much everything we build. Okay, so I gotta unpack some of that now. For example, you mentioned creating a great experience for administrators as well as software developers. What are some examples of new capabilities for those who administer and manage NetSuite accounts? Right, well, one great example is all the work our teams are currently doing to improve access management. And this is essentially streamlining how our customers administer roles and permissions inside of their NetSuite account. Mm -hmm. And this ultimately improves the administrator experience and makes it easier to understand some of the different workflows and other information that is presented within the, the context of our various tools. And this really helps to take some of the complexity out of how users are managed 
because right? some accounts may have you know large numbers of administrators, large numbers of users, and you know things can can get complex. And we've recognized this. Certainly, some of the research we've done and some of the various uh, site visits that we've conducted is that we really want to help our administrators get smarter about how they assign users with admin or administrative level permissions and rights. So one of the things we've done is we've added a pre-configured administrator role, and this takes with it new views in the UI that make it really a lot easier to see all of the users who've been assigned to the role and make sure that, in fact, that's what is intended by the customer. I mean, that expands upon our competitive you know, stance at NetSuite in general, I've been talking to a lot of customers lately about, you know, why they they switched off of QuickBooks, the signs that they needed to switch off of QuickBooks. And one of the big things I hear a lot is being able to administer roles and permissions for their team, because, you know, as I've talked about, at least with a lot of different customers is, you as a, you know, as a CEO or CFO don't necessarily want, you know, your head of sales to see margins or whatever it may be. You got to make sure that some of those areas are closed off and giving the permissions to the right people is crucial from what I've been hearing. It really, it really is. You don't want folks to be able to see information that is not appropriate them to, to be able to have access to. Right. And this even brings that a little bit further and, and kind of breaks that down even more, adding again to the competitive edge of of NetSuite. Now, I take it that a lot of customers automate their workflows using Suite Cloud technology. So process automation sounds like a pretty big deal, right? It, it absolutely is. It, it's a really big deal for our customers, regardless of what business they're in. So in Suite Cloud, uh, Suite Flow, is the name for our process automation technology. And this enables customers to make use of really visual-centric, no-code opportunities to automate common business tasks like expense approvals or customer notifications and a wide range of custom actions that may be entirely unique to a given organization. And SuiteFlow really supports just about any workflow pattern you could imagine from really simple, maybe two-stage workflows all the way to complex multi-stage flows with conditions that can all, at the end of the day, be defined visually without having to write code. But for customers that have specific needs, SuiteFlow can be extended and further customized by applying scripting logic using our, our script, SuiteScript customization language. And, and we'll touch on that a little bit more later. And I should also mention in this release, another way that we're beefing up internationalization support is by enabling workflows to be effectively contextually aware of the customer's locale or custom country of origin. Mm-hmm. And what, what this means is that these workflows only execute within those specified countries, again, specified by the administrator for those countries, for those workflows, and scripts, by the way, also are are sort of locale context aware. And this contributes to, for example, better performance because non-relevant scripts or or workflows that are defined for other countries will not run, provided they've been set up as such. And this also helps to improve regulatory compliance, especially for one-world accounts, again, where you have businesses operating globally in multiple countries. 
And I, I want to hit on internationalization in a little bit, but, but first, after reading through the recently published Sneak Peek blog, wow, say that five times fast. Um, for those tuning in, there's, a, there's actually a link to that blog in the description of this podcast episode, so you can go have a look at that and see everything that's going on with 2020 release too. But we're adding some cool new dashboards that help administrators in IT get a handle on how their environment is performing. Can you elaborate on what's new here and how those dashboards help our customers? Sure, sure thing. And you know, there's a lot of different dashboards that are shipped with the product and these have been in the product for years. So I encourage especially new customers to, you know, review some of our documentation to see what those are. Dashboards just in general are valuable because they are able to surface at a glance summaries describing things like account status, trends uh, with you know different metrics and other performance indicators that can flag actual or potential issues affecting customers before they happen. And by the way, these dashboards are, are highly customizable. So that's kind of another nice feature of how you can adapt the dashboard to the needs of your specific organization. So in, in NetSuite 2020 release two, there's a couple of new application performance management or APM for short dashboards. Uh, so APM is NetSuite's platform technology that's used to manage, monitor, and troubleshoot issues affecting or potentially affecting account performance and stability. So again, two new dashboards for this to release. The first one is the APM Performance Health Dashboard. And this helps customers to become more proactive in monitoring and managing their account by displaying, again, summary metrics and status for key indicators such as scripting errors, safe searches being taking too long perhaps, integration status and utilization of processors. And really the big benefit here is that this summary summary data becomes actionable and it allows customers to be able to do things like interactively drill down in the APM tool set to get more detailed information and help to identify things like root causes affecting performance. So that's the first dashboard. The second new one is, is APM's concurrency monitor dashboard. And this is, can be very useful for tracking, visualizing integration concurrency metrics, which really helps to detect and prevent problems that might come up if a customer account, for example, starts to run out of concurrency capacity. If there are lots of integration web services that may be running and active at the same time, there could be sort of competition for available threads. And in certain situations where there's just not available threads or certain thresholds are exceeded, it's possible that requests could start erroring out. And so again, these dashboards make it easy to spot these problems before they start to crop up and can also help to inform customers when perhaps they need to allocate the time and duration of when their integration services are running or potentially add additional capacity and upgrade their accounts if necessary. Wow, a lot, a lot there. Now, going back to internationalization, first of all, what is this and why is it important to NetSuite customers? And then I'm going to dive into some of the latest tools and processes designed for accounts that manage businesses. But first, what is this and why is it important? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's surprising, like, you know, of all our customers, you know, across, you know, the different categories and segments, a surprising number of them run their businesses and their subsidiaries that span multiple countries and geographies. And if you think about it, this is one of the big drivers behind NetSuite's One World offering. 
Now, we've seen time and time again that global businesses are most successful when they're able to deliver experiences to their users and administrators, and even developers for that matter, that feel local regardless of the country they're operating out of. And that means you know, different languages, different currencies, different formats of how data appears on the screen. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a fairly comprehensive list of things that we think about when we talk about internationalization. And as I touched on earlier, from a sweet cloud perspective, we're very committed to building upon this foundation across the entire portfolio. And kind of getting back to, you know, thematically, internationalization being one of our key themes, we continue to roll out new features. So in 2020 to release.2, we're improving how we display telephone number formatting, as well as parsing of that information, validations of, of telephone number fields. And it feels like a small thing, but if you're working <laughs> in, you know, a country like India and your phone numbers look off, you know, it's kind of, it, it, it's, it's not the best. Yeah. yeah, it's not the best user experience. You know, again, picking on India, we really have a lot of growth in that country. And so we're trying to really pay attention and see to these important details. You know, for example, with updated numerical formatting standards and support, for example, new tax record types and a host of other things that are very country specific, but are very, are important, you know, to mm -hmm. those users in those countries. Um, and since we're talking about inter internationalization, we rolled out uh, a couple of years ago, a new capability called managed translations. And at a high level, it's all about streamlining the process for helping customers to localize all the things they customize within their accounts. And we're continuing to invest in this by creating a better experience for creating and managing translations across the board, including companies who may, or customers who may, for example, make use of third-party translation services, right? So a lot of times you sort of export your, your strings that need to be translated to a third party. They take care of the heavy lifting for you. Then you kind of pull those back into your account so that everything shows up in the, in the native language. And in addition to this, we're really making it possible to, at the end of the day, reuse more of this data by putting into place a more structured methodology for creating and editing these strings and the various properties of these strings into kind of a, a structure that we call collections. And ultimately, this creates to improved translation consistency and efficiency. And, and I should mention, too, that all of these things are fully documented in the release notes. And I would certainly encourage our listeners to check these out to learn more about how these capabilities can be further leveraged within their environments. Yeah. And again, I'll include a link to that in the description of this episode, because I was just about to say the same thing. There's a lot we're talking about here. And so it might be easier too for, for some of these listeners to after this, go in and dive into a little bit more of these capabilities and the new things we're rolling out right now. There's enough uncertainty to go around right now. NetSuite reduces it by giving you visibility and control. With so many critical decisions to make, you need the right numbers and you need them right now. NetSuite by Oracle is the world's number one cloud business system. With NetSuite, we give you financials, cash flow, payroll, inventory, and more all in one place so you have clear visibility and total control of your business. NetSuite customers have the flexibility to work from anywhere with immediate clarity on critical information right at their fingertips. No more guessing, no more waiting. Make smarter decisions with confidence because you've got crystal clear visibility into your numbers. Join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to stay in control. 
Receive your free guide, Managing Business Uncertainty, and schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash USA. Don't wait. Get your free guide, Managing Business Uncertainty, and schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com slash USA. netsuite.com slash USA. Now, we've chatted again in previous episodes about the Sweet Cloud Development Framework, or SDF as it's called. I know it's a game changer. Can you give us a brief refresher on that now, too? Sure, sure. And I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it short because we could spend really our whole time just talking about what's really an exciting area within Sweet Cloud. And, and you're absolutely right. SDF has been a game changer for just about all of our developers, whether they're internal to the company they work for customers or for ISV partners. So in a nutshell, SDF provides a structured, we call it IDE-centric process for building and releasing any customization or application. And under the covers, we have this term called projects. So SDF manages projects that are essentially XML representations of things like custom objects or Sweet script scripts, uh, anything that you customize can be represented in SDF as, as XML. And what's more, S- SDF gives developers full programmatic access to any customization object, like a custom record or a save search, or you name it, you name the object. These are all accessible to SweetScript via APIs during every phase of the development cycle, including not just development, but test, and once you roll it into production. And really a big part of what SDF brings to the table is a set of tools, which we often refer to as developer tools or dev tools, that help to automate a lot of common tasks that are associated with day-to-day things that DevOps and QA teams are generally responsible for. So then what's in store for SDF in 2020 release two? Well, there, there's lots here, and I, I don't have time to go into everything. So <laughs> again, again, the release notes. <laughs> release notes for all the details. There's no shortage of details. <laughs> That's for sure. We're and we're really excited to see that SDF is becoming more and more important to just about anyone who builds applications that run on NetSuite. These applications are referred to as Suite apps, and Suite apps can be discovered now in product. So. We've created something called the Sweet App Marketplace, which is a consumer-like marketplace in product that allows folks to discover and try out all the different Sweet Apps from both NetSuite and our ISV partners. Now, I would say to sum up for this release, the latest and greatest features are geared towards opening up the entire spectrum of NetSuite features in within the environment to become increasingly accessible to developers who work in SDF and making it possible for any suite app or customization that they build to be managed entirely within SDF without ever having to exit the context, without ever having to you know, go outside of your IDE to do work. And to that end, we're vastly adding to the number of objects and portlets that are available to, to NetSuite developers. So there's lots there, but there's lots more that we want to add. And so part of our roadmap is increasing things like you know, more objects available to SDF. And we're further extending the range of translatable fields as well for custom objects, kind of gets back to that internationalization theme again. And this really helps our partners who, for example, might be building suite apps that are intended to be sold or available uh, to customers 
in other countries in other languages. Now on, you know, some of those dev tools, developer tools um, that are also part of SDF, how are they evolving? What's new, especially in areas of unit testing and DevOps? Right. Well, you know, there's there's a lot going on here. And again, I'll try to just sort of net out the, the top the top line features here that I think our listeners would be interested in. Uh, so our dev tools are core feature set within the SDF kind of portfolio or framework, if you will. And these essentially consist of IDE plugins for uh, environments like Eclipse and WebStorm. And we're certainly looking at, at other IDEs out there that are widely used by our customers. So really excited about some work in that area. And there's a couple of other features that I, I wanted to touch on here real quick. And the first is a new SDF-based command line interface tool, or CLI, uh, the specific to node.js. And what this is about is providing a more modern DevOps experience for managing SDF projects. And this builds upon a previous CLI that we had in the market uh, called the Java CLI. And this is further extended to provide more tools into the hands of our developers and DevOps teams to do things like be able to interact with you know, common tasks like provision application or update object or whatever that you know life cycle objective is that could be handled within sdf often using these cli tools uh, specifically the node.js cli tool that by the way is also open source and is available on github and npm.js another super exciting feature here that we're working on is an open we call jest j-e-s-t based unit test framework for the SuiteScript customization language. And this is also a really exciting area for us. It's a first of a kind test framework that is based on open standards, which are really powerful in that they provide full code coverage for all SuiteScript modules. And it's something that is really easy to adapt and install. And you know, kind of diving into the weeds gives developers the ability to do things like stub out NetSuite records as part of their unit testing kind of test harness. Mm -hmm. And I'd also like to add that because these tools are, are publicly available on, on GitHub and NPMJS, you know, customers can actually see the source code and they can make changes to that source code and interact with other developers in a community setting on the GitHub environment using sort of standard GitHub collaboration features like issues. So, so that's something that, that we're super excited about. It's great that we're moving more towards open source and providing publicly accessible repositories for developers outside the company um, working with our code. And while we're talking about coding, what's happening these days with SuiteScript? Sounds like you guys have been busy, obviously, um, with everything we've talked about thus far. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> the teams, to put it mildly, they're extremely busy. Now, I would say of all the new features in 2020 release two, this is probably one that's really going to make a splash here. So I want to kind of, you know, elevate the, the conversation here to let folks know that with this newest version of SuiteScript, version 2.1, we now enable our customers' customization language to be entirely compliant with the latest ECMAScript JavaScript standards. So version 2.1 fully brings all of our SuiteScript development environment up to date 
by supporting all of these most currently available JavaScript language and syntax features that are, you know, really expected by software developers. So that's that's kind of like the the the, the big takeaway from this is that you know we are now fully ECMAScript compliant, and we would certainly encourage anyone developing a sweet script to use version 2.1 if that makes sense for them. One other little sidebar here is I'd like to mention too that behind the scenes uh, to support these new JavaScript standards kind of in our in our cloud infrastructure, we've deployed Oracle Labs Grawl JS runtime into the infrastructure. And this also delivers significant performance and stability enhancements to our cloud ops tier. So this is kind of another big deal. It's not necessarily customer facing per se, but it's interesting to see how we are, you know, not just modernizing the features that are within NetSuite and Suite Cloud, but also a lot is happening behind the scenes within our infrastructure to make NetSuite better on a, on a variety of different levels. And if you're interested, you could also take a look and read more about NetSuite adoption of Grawl technologies in our platform blog pages. And I will, of course, make sure to add that in the description of this episode as well. I'll have several links in there that everybody can click through to to learn more about all of this, should they so desire. Now, we've talked about how NetSuite customers work with our partner network and professional services to integrate ERP, Suite People, and Suite Commerce with other applications and systems like CRM and business intelligence, leveraging NetSuite data for everything from financial reporting to analytics to supply chain automation. Can you share anything that's new and exciting in the Suite Cloud integration technology? Absolutely. So Suite Cloud integration is really based upon a product or a technology within our portfolio called Suite Talk. Now, you give, you bring up a good point that the data from all these systems that you described does not stand alone, right? None of these are an island unto themselves. And it's really common to exchange NetSuite data with other systems like CRM, maybe the Salesforce is out there, or another supply chain automation, warehouse management, transportation logistics, even big data infrastructures that consume NetSuite data to provide kind of you know downstream analytics. That's all about making use of these Suite Talk technologies to marshal data in and out of NetSuite. So Suite Talk provides developers and administrators with a whole variety of integration options to connect NetSuite to these business systems leveraging open industry standards and preferred techniques for for integration. Now, in general, we see most customers taking the approach where they'll leverage things like REST or SOAP web services, and this enables them to discover and access NetSuite records, different aspects of their account, metadata describing that account, and provided within kind of a a standard type of developer-friendly uh, methodology to use CRUD operations or create, read, update, delete, which can be fully expressed in business logic to, you know, gate how these different applications interact with the NetSuite product. And we also provide a very easy way to import and export data using standard CSV file formats. And this can be a really useful way to get data into the system when onboarding uh, or just deploying your NetSuite account for the first time. And for sure, there's a lot of cool things going on here. I would emphasize that in 2020 release two, our REST web services are, are really starting to take off. And most notably, developers can now create, for example, powerful queries using SuiteScript APIs and SuiteQL directly from REST calls. 
Uh, if you haven't looked at SweetQL, uh, take a look. It's very SQL-like, so it's easy to come up to speed with it and super fast. Yeah, we had we had talked a little bit about these REST services with Elham in 20.1 rollout when we were talking about all of this. I believe that's what it was. It might have been 19.2, but I think it was 20.1. So very interesting to hear all of that. Now, I wanted to circle back to something you touched on earlier about the SweetScript customization language. It sounds like one of the things that makes it so powerful are the APIs. Can you shed some light on how these APIs help developers become more productive and the latest and greatest available with 2020 release too? Absolutely. You know, the great thing about the SweetScript APIs that they provide developers with the means to access and interact with virtually any NetSuite resource or data element. And over time, right, this is not just this release, we've invested considerably in this area to make sure that most of the features across the spectrum of the NetSuite product line can be accessed programmatically in addition to, of course, through the main customer user interface. Now, just a quick background here. Our, our APIs are grouped by product area. So for example, we provide APIs for core product extensibility, our commerce layer. There's a whole library of SweetScript APIs. We just talked about REST and SOAP web services. And these all even break down into functional domains. Uh, for example, I, you know, I just mentioned query. So high performance query and other aspects of integration that may be you know more uh, more applicable to a certain customer base versus another customer base you know everybody has their different requirements and preferred approaches to integration so i would say that if listeners are interested please go ahead and check out our api reference guide on sweet answers or we also have uh you know publicly available oracle docs that uh, contain all of our different api reference documentation mm-hmm. now for this release we're just kind of go through this real quick. There's there's more to it than we're covering during this this conversation, but we're providing a brand new way to execute SweetScript queries. That's specifically asynchronously. So we're adding async support for SweetScript queries, and this effectively enables customers to work with much larger data sets. Now that we support, as, as you you know, if you're familiar with async, we support non-blocking I/O architecture. So that again helps us work with much larger data sets. In many cases, you know, the NetSuite accounts have grown, and mm-hmm. we almost have to, you know, assert a different async approach to how we interact with that much data. Right. Now, there's two other new APIs that are available in this release that I'd like to mention. The first of which is session preservation for our REST web services. And this significantly reduces the amount of coding that developers have to do to maintain things like reauthentication. And so it, it really kind of helps make that whole process much more efficient. And we're also adding a new compression API. And this vastly reduces the size of files and improves the efficiency when storing file-based assets into NetSuite file cabinet. And what's the big deal about records? Why is NetSuite investing so much in that area? Yeah, I mean, if you think <laughs> about it, you know, customization at under underneath it all, like everything we do is about records and record customization and the metadata associated with records. So these are essential to how information is effectively managed and organized throughout the NetSuite environment and are at the heart of the foundation of our data model. So records break down into two primary categories. First, standard records, and these these are the ones that we supply out of the box 
and are included as part of our standard ERP functionality to support things like accounting, shipping, relationships, customer activities, and many others. Now, and secondarily, we support custom records and custom fields on those records, which by definition extends the base NetSuite data model. And that by definition, again, provides the ability to work with information that is specific to the needs of any business. And again, varies by business. Now, I would say that 100% of our customers create things like custom records in their account. So that really sp that spans everybody. You know, everybody yeah, does it. 100% of our accounts are customized to some degree. Without going into a lot of detail, we're evolving our records architecture to become entirely metadata driven. And this is kind of a big deal for us. It's a very foundational transformation. And this makes it possible to do things like ensure that record types become universally available to any channel within the product, like Suite Script or Suite Builder or Suite Flow, without having to do extra work in order to make them available to those different channels that we call them. And this is really exciting area for us, and it also makes it possible to support new features like the new records catalog in release two for 2020. Yeah, it sounds like the records catalog will be a huge help to customers working with all of these customizations and record types, as we said, which is pretty much everyone. But what else does it do? So the records catalog effectively makes it much easier for customers to discover and view all of the standard and custom records and fields associated to those records, which represent the customer's NetSuite data model and extensions to that data model within their account. So this new catalog, it's 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 really well designed. It's based on, you know, I would characterize it as a highly intuitive user interface that makes it easy for users to quickly search and navigate all the different record types in context of their desired use case, which may vary considerably even, you know, by user by day. There's lots of different things that you might need to, you know, take a look at in terms of how your data model is is arranged and extended and if things need to change or you know, you need to go look back historically how things were defined or how joins were placed into the into that data. So it's really powerful and it surfaces a lot of information such as metadata for standard records. And I should say that again, metadata for standard records, not just for custom records. And I would close by saying the catalog also connects to yet another API. Uh, this In this case, it's the Suite Analytics API, which gives users and developers the ability to discover and inspect record type fields and joins in the Suite Analytics workbook. So it kind of helps buff out different use cases and support for, for Suite Analytics workbooks. Man, there is so it's much to take. Yeah, I there. I mean, it's, it's so much to take away, which is great. I love that. You know, I love hearing about all of this, as I'm sure our, our listeners do too. And again, I will provide links in the description of this podcast episode for diving a bit deeper. We only have so much time on one podcast episode, so I appreciate you being able to at least give us an umbrella look into, although I, I felt like it's more of an umbrella. I feel like we really dove into some of these things, which is great. But again, for anybody who wants to dive a bit deeper, click those links. Now, anything else you can share about the Sweet Cloud Platform updates or anything to come in the future that you want to talk about? Yeah, I'd love to. Let's wrap up with this. So I, I can't go into, you know, all the specific features that we're working on, but I would say that, you know, underpinning Sweet Cloud's strategic direction and our ability to define and focus on a roadmap that that really at the end of the day is about 
helping to deliver improved usability at the UI layer for administrators, as well as helping to modernize the developer experience, as I talked about earlier, across the entire life software development lifecycle. You know, so that's even post-deployment, right? So we're, you know, for example, improving how uh, software distribution happens in the cloud, right? So there's modernization that's happening inside of SDF that, that helps for kind of a cleaner, more standards-based and efficient deployment mechanism. Mm -hmm. uh, we're certainly, certainly looking at making SweetScript customization language even more powerful and performant than it is today and provide additional standards-based access to a richer catalog of APIs, which is already pretty rich, but you can see that there's opportunity for innovation and extension and expansion. Uh, so, you know, we talked about REST as well. And so, you know, more records available in REST, expanding and refining our approaches to integration, really, again, with an emphasis on this category of web services, as well as looking at ways that we can improve how CSV-based workflows, for example, CSV file import is maybe a little bit more user-friendly, uh, makes it easier to do things like field mapping and, you know, common day-to-day -day things, but make that happen in maybe a cleaner, uh, you know, better designed user interface. And I would say, you know, in summary, we're just, we're really excited to create the best possible experiences for our valued NetSuite customers to, at the end of the day, make the suite their own and, and power their growing businesses. Of course, of course. I love that. And that's a great note to end on there, Eric. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I'm sure you'll be back. This was so, so informative. And just thank you. Thank you, Tendall. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you so much to Eric Klein for joining us on this episode of the NetSuite podcast and diving into all the awesomeness that's happening with the Suite Cloud platform. I also want to shout out to our editing crew over at Lampstand and all of you for tuning in. Talk to you next time. Bye. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.